Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, um, um, technical goodies. Radio hot, 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 uh, since then, it's since been resurfaced, and I've been lucky enough to actually have a drive in Tony Bates' Carrera Cup car around here in March this year. So, yes, quite happy with the, I guess, the surface layout. It's definitely a lot better than what it was last year. Last year, it looked like it had tree roots cracking the back straightaway. So, uh, yeah. It's always been very bumpy here, hasn't it? Especially it down into, uh, into Turn 1. Turn 1 is a little bit... A little bit wobbly and uh, there's a couple of little rollers going down the back in a three, which makes it a little bit technical and interesting, but, you know, all in all, character trademarks of uh, hashtag Queensland Raceway. Thursday afternoon. Nice afternoon. Well, it's delightful. Tr delightful. It's very good. Hashtag delightful. It's, um, everyone's out having a little walk around the track in different little posses. I've never seen you one of much of a track walker. Are you kidding me? It's too bloody far. <laughs> no, I've uh, I have done the occasional track walk, um, but it's not one of those things you feel religiously. Well, you know. I, I, I do try and get out there. I think you know it's, it's just a good time to clear your mind and you know really start to focus on quite possible changes that have happened over the duration since here last time. But a lot of time I get here, there's a lot of setup that goes on. Being back in you know my own private team again, sort of tightens up my time schedule throughout the day. You know. I've been lucky enough where I can take 10 minutes out of my super busy schedule to make a special grand hashtag appearance on Radio Hot Lab. <laughs> now, you've, uh, you've, this is the second round that you're now running the car for last year that you shook down pretty much after the damage in Townsville. And, uh, and now you own the car effectively. You're a two car, supercar team. Yes. One's parked there waiting. For what? Yeah. For, for the call. Question of the ages. That's right. But um, yeah, you seem to be quite quite happy to be back in your own arrangement there. Yeah, look, I think you know we've uh, over time made a couple of little uh, you know personnel changes, and I think I've mentioned this on oh, I can't remember hashtag which episode it was <laughs> of Radio Hot Lap. I think I mentioned we had some new personnel like uh, Paul Forgy come along, and is now since engineering myself and the whole outfit and. You know, so there's been some changes there, personnel-wise and things like that. So it's it is actually quite comfortable, a lot of stress-free. So um, yeah, feeling very relaxed and you know quite happy with the last tests, sort of uh, you know progress and things like that. So I'm looking forward to this round, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't notice that you, you looked like you got a bit of sponsorship from like a TW Steel competitor. <laughs> TW Steel? It's not TW Steel, but it's a, it's a big piece of uh, 
We're talking. It's a big chunk of watch. Time watch, yeah. Well, viewers, for the viewers at home, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a piece of Southern California, I guess. It's very much hip. It's happening. It's very much SoCal. Uh, purchased it on the last shindig, hurrah, in uh, the United States there a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's a Nixon chronograph diving piece. Are you, uh, you're not a diver? No. But you well, I dive for certain things, but not in the water. That's right, that's right. you know, like fish. Fish. Chips. Stone grills. You don't mind a stone grill, do you? With a sneaky sizzling prawn on top. Look, I didn't have the wine. No, there was no wine had. No, no, no but I mean, I, I, I wasn't on the Going all right, it's happening. Good, buddy. It's just a just... yeah, Dunlop series. No worries. You see, that's how to do it. Just viewers, a little good day and good day back. Whereas before we saw him, just, just before we move right along, that was uh, super duper Formula 3 champion James Winslow. He waved at me, viewers. Now, many of you might actually uh, be able to pinpoint the relationship that James and I have as drivers back to a certain big sponsor that decided that trading yes. as a certain company was really not an option no more. Yes. So, uh, yes, we'll, leave, we'll leave that one for the viewers to try and go into that. But uh, it's yes. fair to say that there is also a rub with the initials following. Sneaky rum. <laughs> what do you get underproof? Underproof. <laughs> right. Now, speaking, and then you see, that, was, that was correct etiquette. Correct. Of like, how are you? How are you? Whereas a little it's more, very a, simple banter. A moment shared. ago, a moment ago, we were there, just relaxing by the car, and a very nice car that I might add, that we've uh, been provided as a you know, very quick. Just go in, show you. Basically, you just show your pass, and you and you're given the key, and it's just straight out the door. I mean, just, I've never seen how quick you can get away from thrifty, not just messing around, signing for autograph. Yeah, but um, one, one, a rather famous father's son, Faja, who who was Ute racing, and then I was going on to stumble into some V8 racing. Pretty much breaks things. Well, there does has has been. Has gone all right here. We we we, we said a, a you know the regular hello. We was met with a uh, and a simple wave. It was yeah. a, it was I think it was the official. I think it was the I think we can actually officially hashtag brand it hashtag V8 fob off <laughs> lowercase. <laughs> hashtag gonad stalker. That's <laughs> yeah, just not right. Hashtag Jeffrey G striker. But I mean you know we won't, we won't go into names because no. there's no point. Because otherwise, his name calling just gets, you know, it gets but, politically but, incorrect. But there are a few strokers yeah. around, aren't there? And oh, what? All the strokers always seem to still be strokers. Stroking. They, they just, they're un, uncool about things. Yet there are hashtag stroking. 
Look, can you explain hashtags to the viewers? Because you're very much into using hashtags with your uh, Instagram. Well, we both love Instagram because we think it's actually better than anything else in the world. It's uh, it's the latest craze at Even the moment. I'm not sure on. if the viewers have turned into listeners with ha with Instagram, but uh, maybe they should jump on the bandwagon. It's you know, it's a it's a pretty good thing. We uh, you know share the viewers. We like to trend. Now, hashtag is is trending. I don't know how much the viewers know, but it's trending. So, so, so you would, uh, if you were to, to, to take a picture of, of that said um, uh, um, dismissive supercar driver that walked past before and uh, would have posted up there and you wanted to tell me about it and give it a bit of a trend, how would you, how would you describe that? How would you write that? Hashtag bad supercar fob off. <laughs> at the person at Hotwood. Yes. Not naming names. I think this is on the last lap, so just watch out. No. Oh, he's got it down to one minute twelve. He's got he's gone for the pole. <laughs> he's out in the bushes. Well, there are any bushes out here. We're sitting here, right down the very beginning of the pit lane. There's our friend Taz Douglas is select V8 supercar. Running on a bit of a budget, only two door, only uh, three doors on the car this weekend. Lost one, you know, and the money had to be spent on the new triple B triple. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap, viewers. It is. Uh, seriously, we're looking at. I was just going to hit the disconnect button, but I think JH missed the uh, missed the pun. Oh, that's a wrap, viewers. Did you get that again, John? Hashtag. Hashtag. Shut dumb up. shit. Is <laughs> the rear of the car? It is all the way from the door back. It's just, it's, yeah, you couldn't do that in pain. You would, but then the front bit's pain, isn't it? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a vinyl wrap. It's a digital printed vinyl wrap. How the hell do they get them on the cars without bubbling? Ah, lots of very many different ways. Put them on with bubbles and then pinprick the bubbles later. Is that right? Use uh, a fluid. Underneath, you spray it down, so it tacks, and then you can press the water out. But they usually the blend I like to use when I attempt to sign right is um, a bit of methylated spirits and water. You know, like a 70-30 mix, 70% water. Left with, over from your Saturday yeah, night out. just yeah, just left over from an, an average Saturday night. It's usually cordial laying around with a two somewhere. Not in America, because in America, cordial is, cordial is alcoholic. Okay, well, it'd be Kool-Aid. Did you get asked for ID when you went over there? Yes, I did. That That's right? how well I keep my age, viewers. That's right. You know. You'd never have guessed I was only 25, would you? <laughs> what a lovely afternoon. It's just delightful. Now, what do you think? This uh, this new microphone that we, uh, we tested uh, last week that uh, JP kindly bought is uh, now on its first safari. Because, uh, it's on its first road trip. It is on its first road trip. I don't know it? if it's working. Is it working? Yeah, no, you can see the VU going there. Oh, the VU. <laughs> you know what that stands for? Victorious unit. Volume unit. <laughs> Hashtag your unit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just records straight directly into the voice memo application and then comes up in uh, in iTunes. And it's an, MP, it's an MP4 format. So the last device was recording, Marcus, in... Um, <laughs> was recording... In um, dot wave format, when it's about nearly a gigabyte 
It's nearly a gigabyte. Well, we've just, we just got to give the viewers a look at home, turn them into listeners with a sneaky digital pick. Yeah, that's right. iPhone 4, digital pick. If you log on to, if you log on to Hotlap Instagram, you might just no, have you just, to catch just go it. to RadioHotlap.com, it'll come up on the side of the page. Or MarcusCanavic.net. That, that's right. Oh, of course. Yours are going up there. That's right. The, um, I've got a happy customer this week. Happy customer. The DannyBuzz.com. Your, yes, your cousin. Oh, don't go there. Well, he, he's well known. <laughs> I don't want to be related to him. No, no, just kidding, viewers. He's, uh, he was... Uh, DannyBuzz.com. Yes. The DannyBuzz is, yes, first cousin to mine. And uh, took me out yesterday for a... Um, sneaky S-Car Grill. Poor. Hashtag sneaky. Hashtag loss of licence in the 458 Italia. We've got a bit of video. Hashtag not that. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought it was it was an interesting dining experience, but perhaps a little bit too too white jacketed for my liking. Too uh, felt a bit savant. That's a good word. Yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, that was good. Bit good savant stuff. for a lunchtime outing. And uh, anyway, so that was quite nice and went went back and had it. I had the, I had the best a go ever of a race simulator that he's got there. It's a, a SimWorks set up. I think it's about you know um, somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars worth. Three screens, you know, the, the proper the proper seat, all the you know the, the the trim and fuel controls. And I was driving a Maserati MC12 GT1 at the uh, at Spa in the drive uh, up against like the Sumo Power GT1. Nissans and uh, and the Ford GT40s, the new ones. And I tell you, it was you're good. on it. I was on it. You were dialed I, in. I, I was on it. I had to make a couple of clicks of bar adjustment. Two hundred and eighty-four Corkays up the hill, and I could go pretty much flat through Eau Rouge. I was going down sixth, and then just push it back to fifth, and feather, and then bang onto six going up through. But it's nice and wide there, and I like that. And uh, and Danny Buzz was a bit scared, but uh, you know, full on sequential sequential shifter. Mm. I, uh, but then I didn't like it. Because he beat you? No, because I realised I'm, I'm going to have to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I hate that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what the, what's the, uh, what's the game itself that was played on it? You know, is it, is it I don't know what the software is. V-Factor or something? Or R, F? I do know of there's one particular simulator you get, you, a lot of the, I know a lot of the VA guys using iRacing.com. yeah. yeah. Um, I actually managed to go around to uh, Mark Winterbottom's place the other night and had a sneaky grilled flake and some chips. Uh, and we, we, we trialled out the simulator. And apparently, apparently I've since come to find that these guys are very, very serious about their iRacing.com. Because it's also an online game. It's Well, very much so. And I managed to join an online race at Las Vegas Speedway. Uh, it was a V8 supercar race at Las Vegas Speedway. Go figure, viewers. But... Interesting, nevertheless, and uh, I then proceeded to qualify. I think I threw a, a reasonable lap in there. I think I qualified seventh out of about 15 cars, but on my way through the field, I got managed to get dropped a pack, and obviously with NASCAR racing, it's very much drafting, and got dropped off the pack, and I had a bit of a moment on the exit of turn four and caused this 10-car pile-up and under Mark's tag name on the video game, and pretty much he got some very nasty messages sent to him saying that they were very disappointed with his driving style that's funny and it was I, I for me it, yes it was very funny I thought it was 
bloody great, but apparently it's quite a serious note. You don't mess around with that sort of stuff. There's a lot of iRacing etiquette I've since come to find. Well, I think isn't there a lot of etiquette in NASCAR racing? Like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you don't, don't get in the way and... You know, you help a fellow driver, you draft him and give him the fast lap time and he'll do it for you and vice versa and all those sorts of things. And, you know, when you're an iRacing novice, you hop on for the first time, you don't know any of this sort of stuff. You just want to go flat out and cause chaos because once you crash, you hit the reset button, away you go. But apparently that's not iRacing etiquette, so... Um, but yeah. as you can see, buying a PlayStation 3 and uh, Gran Turismo 5 can get you a Le Mans LMP2 drive with Martin Brundle and his son as well as an ongoing uh, P3 viewers <coughs> that was the Kabuto <laughs> that's his sponsor he, uh, and also an ongoing uh, Nissan R34, R35 GT3 drive for Lucas Adonis, the winner of the, uh, the Greek Adonis <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the, uh, the most beautiful man in the universe the Nissan, uh, the Nissan series the, the Academy series so it's probably um, yeah, it's very very serious. Like Nissan, really, yeah. Uh, I don't. About I don't think though. Simulators and that. I, for me as a driver, to be honest, I suck at simulators. I mean, look, I'm probably not that flash behind the <laughs> behind the race wheel either. But it's two different things, and I don't think winning a scholarship from a video game to a racing car is a smart thing. But maybe not. But you know, you if you can drive an LMP2 car at Le Mans and, and, and bring it home, you know, that, there's an achievement. On a video game or on for real on life? real. That's what he won, for real. And then an ongoing GT3 FIA. Oh, OK. I thought, I thought you said he won a PlayStation 3 no, competition. He, oh. he won the competition which, took, which brought him into the academy. He's actually a fully-fledged race car driver that started in his lounge. Oh, really? Wow. What do you think of that? I'm jealous. I suck at video games. A bunch of people here are probably, probably better at video games coming along. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, don't want to get involved. Boat people too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they like their marine toys. Uh, and Thunderbirds. I'll oh, go. Now that you've got you. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've got your yeah, stuff going on. Do something? Um, do you like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah you've, you've, you've become, you've moved up a level of, of expertise in uh, airport express technology and airport base station technology now, haven't you, yesterday? You got it right, you worked it out. You just got to call them Thunderbirds 1 and 2. And Thunderbirds are go. And then, then you go, your dogs are up, green lights on, everything's out. The dogs are on, viewers. <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening for dinner tonight? Yeah, I don't know, mate. We'll see what the viewers have got in store. You know, steak night? Yeah, there's a, quite a possibility. You're carrying all that, all that steak around in your belly, though. Well, viewers, as we're just uh, chatting away here for the Radio Hot Lab show, I'm about to uh, Instagram the new gadget that's hanging out of the iPhone 4S out of Siri's bumhole at the moment. <laughs> that's right. Just so you can all get a bit of a look at Looking, looking. Yeah, there, there's, there has been a bit of a, there's been a bit of kerfuffling going on this week around around the uh, the evaluation of a certain replay XD camera 
and um, can you throw some light into it? Um, because I, I got phone calls from, from, from folks and from Mark Bryant and, and yourself questioning the validity of, 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 an, of an email that didn't seem to make any... Well, it's a bit hard to understand the motivation. Yeah, look, I mean, there's the two sides to every story, but I think a lot of it was blown out of proportion a little bit. I mean... I mean, we've chosen to come up here with the, uh, with the hero. The hero camera. Yes, the Hero 2, GoPro. Yeah, the Hero 2 is here, it's, you know, and uh, the... And it's uh, in full effect in 1080p. That's right. Not a hitch. And that's right. And very uh, happy with the content that's been produced thus far. And you're very happy to have it up here. Yes. So I will get some, no doubt the viewers will get some sneaky footage out of the GoPro 2 from this weekend. I'd like to point out that, you know, whilst you were sort of getting yourself ready, I, um, I packed that up into my bag without asking you. And um, when you went to look for the GoPro, it was in the bag, gone. So I just, you know... I'm very disappointed. So could you just send me an email on that? There's an email going out. I've just sent a generic email out to all the viewers, just for confirmation whether that's right or wrong. Invoice is in the mail. <laughs> Won't be paying. <laughs> oh, come on, you know we're only taking the piss. Only taking the piss, but don't take the don't take the, the don't take the, the replay. The, the distributors of the product don't actually listen to shows. Oh, well, that's all right. We're safe then. <laughs> Let's take it up in a gear then. <laughs> Hashtag you idiot. <laughs> Hashtag P nowhere, dude. So um, uh, the, the, you've, 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 you've got yourself into a bit of bother tonight, haven't you? Because you've got to go get your pants off. Pants off Friday, viewers. Oh, hang on. That's tomorrow. Pants off Thursday. <laughs> Hamish and Anne be very disappointed for pants off Thursday when it's meant to be pants off Friday. So uh, can you uh, throw a bit of light on how you managed to get yourself caught up in such a messy situation? Um, well, we put it down to obviously a little bit of alcohol abuse. <laughs> That's the first... Yeah. 70%. 70% methylated spirits with... Coddies. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, partaking in a sneaky beverage, or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got myself a little bit intoxicated when I then received a phone call from said Radio Hot Lap employee. Oh, no. In fact, it was not. Not actually an employee. It was... Uh, Contributor. It was, uh, yeah, Sonia Plume. <laughs> Related to Plume's ice cream. <laughs> anyway, Jez, I got on the bell. Good old Jez, as he does, the, got on the, the bell. The, 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 uh, the, Jez Alenko. That's right, that's the Queensland Business Development Manager. Hashtag sometimes. Hashtag, Hashtag get on Slack. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, re- proceeded to give me a call where I then spoke to said partner to hashtag Slack Radio Hot Lap Queensland representative. Hashtag Ali Sonia Plume. <laughs> Where I since somehow, in my slightly intoxicated state, com- committed to a special grand cameo appearance at Sexpo this evening. Cameo ham, is it? Cameo ham. Smoked. <laughs> Triple. Hashtag smoked. <laughs> um, yeah, grand appearance to Sexpo this evening. So, do you know I- Rachel and the Grand Chariot, I think, are going to appear at Hashtag Queensland Raceway to pick up hashtag driver. Well, I'm not going. No, you've not been invited. I don't, I don't want to go. 
Because there's hashtag no gayness there. I just think, you know, it's just, I, could, I could come do the PR, but, um, but yeah, it's okay. It's just a, Instagram just will know be in, a bit about it. Instagram will be in full effect. <laughs> Make sure it's charged for the, uh, the squirting object. <laughs> Hashtag ping pong. <laughs> yes, that is rather funny that you would get, to, get to wound up in that. So I think on that note, we might, uh, we might give it a little break. We have, we've gone into it. 25 minutes, we've been blabbering away here. Have you got any tech time? Before we just sort of halt it for now? No, but stand by, viewers. We will find some tech, something to report on. Oh, I have got, I've got a little bit of, I've got a bit of food, food love. Or rather, food love? it's actually not food love. Okay. Because I had a little bit of a look in your fridge this morning. and There's a lot of secondhand stuff in a there. A lot, apart from the milk being out on the 20th. Yeah. No, you won't be back for another five days. There were a couple of looked like pre-made salmon dinners and some uncovered chicken. I'd, I'd be... I'd be Tempted to just probably hose it. Hashtag thrown. Oh, I let Nicky get home first. <laughs> Hashtag Sunday night. Because it wasn't. Um, it wasn't exactly a pretty scene at GDHO Phase 3 XY Alpha, like that, ran the way they 
you know, I think have a look at the lap times when they go to bat this, this year. Things like brakes that are the size of the wheels they used to run back in the day as well. Yeah, certainly, and tyre technology. And uh, I mean, you just have a look in the, in the boot of JB's car, um, the, the fuel pickup systems, you know, back then, what was it? It wasn't a dry bag fuel, it was like one of those, it was like a little plastic fuel filter. And a... <laughs> yeah, very high tech. night um, uh, by uh, accidentally picking the wrong sauce uh, for the Port Valley taster, uh, which happened to be mine, and uh, your missus cracked. Yeah, she did, but, but you've got to remember, you, you've got to look after your guests. So yours, yours might not have been the best one, but I've got to look after my guests when they're in my place. <laughs> but look, uh, I, didn't, get... I didn't look after myself too well, though. <laughs> came back and re-approved it, and then I got snapped out this morning. Uh, <laughs> and so did so the daughter as well, yeah. Night. No. No, no cook off. So we've been banished to the track. Yeah, so to drink secret wine. And she's at uh, Rachel's at home uh, cooking up at Corey's tonight. We're having uh, action racing team here. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach you how to cook rice. Well, I don't cook rice. I don't cook it in that stupid machine. No way. Anyway. <laughs> it don't work. That was a brand new one too. So it's never been used before up until last night. Yeah, she didn't. couple of wines by the time it went on though by the way. Yeah I could see that she was getting a dander up. <laughs> that was 
see, they're all getting a bit uh, skaty around this one. Whole tomatoes also found its way into the dinner. I don't know how you, how you ended up with whole tomatoes. Uh, I mean, I bet you know they got 31 days, 31 days suspension, detention. Yeah, yeah, she's she's out of the picture. Right? Let's see if she can make up for it. Let's see if she can make up for it and uh, you know do a bit of cleaning up around the house. Maybe she will. All oh, right, mate, this is boring. It's like a game of Frogger. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Is this like a double entendre sort of interlude before we start the second part of the show phase? You know, like I've never done that before. This is the pre-show. Uh, the, the, but this is the post-pre-show because we did a pre-show for the first half with Marcus earlier in the weekend, and now we're we're dovetailing. Oh, you didn't tell me on the post-show. Well, maybe not. So already you've just been watching. <laughs> or you've just missed Radio Hot Black. Episode 217, Part 1. That we're doing all that about. Most of this part, this is actually Part 3. No, we just, look, it's up to the viewers to, in, to seamlessly put it all together. And I don't think we've actually done a show ever where it's been done in two states of mind. The Sunshine State and the Garden State. <laughs> and boy, there's no but sunshine here. Probably not in the state of excitement. I'm not sure. We what is this state called? It's the state of. It's the Victoria. Yes, I know. But what are, what's this tag? Well, it used to be the Garden State. Who knows what it is now? Festival State? No, that's Adelaide. It's in a state. You'll enjoy every little bit of it. Every little piece of it. I don't know. I don't know what our slogan is now. Sure, folks. We can take. Our wine outside. We should. So, Johnny, three times in under a week. I don't know, or just over a week. I'm not sure I can handle this. Twice in Melbourne and once in beautiful Ipswich. I only saw you in the media centre when cucumber sandwiches were deployed and you looked a rather dishevelled character wearing the same jacket two days in a row. I'm a man of the people. I came to address my subjects in the media centre. Unfortunately, there was no chicken curry. No. Uh, la, ba, uh, Actually, that's la, a lie. I came to get sandwiches, but they had only just come out of the deep freeze, so I nearly broke every tooth in my head. A bit like that wheat fruto you're offered on a Qantas flight, and you bite into it realising it's been in dry ice for the last six weeks. Well, I can't remember. I haven't been on a Qantas flight since, I don't know, last September. I'm a virgin. How is your new proper airline going? With my newly acquired platinum status. Very good. How the, Very good. How the napkins? Not up to the standard of Qantas Club in Melbourne and Adelaide, but sufficient. So, this evening, we're at a, a rather quaint, but perhaps overly fussy service little venue in South Melbourne. In fact, South Melbourne holds... Port Melbourne. Port Melbourne, quite so, folks. Um, called Swallows Hotel. Um, but what's this? What's this? The restaurant Ru is Ruberas. 
Ribeiro's. What was that? Is that the owners? I would say Ribeiro's, but you might be right. Ribeiro's. I don't know. It's the restaurant. They are killing us with kindness, honestly. <laughs> you can have too much service. It, it, it's American-esque. Well, over the top. Yes. But they're trying. Very trying. Well, the last time I was here was the 2007 Grand Prix and Formula 1 on the, on the Sunday as I sat here with, with Rob Sherrard um, before I actually ended up going off to Europe with him for a, for a while and he'd had his Lola T70 here and Stinky Al had had a drive and it was all a very, very pleasant yeah. afternoon and in fact it was... Uh, one of the ladies was uh, here. She, her family owned one of the most famous hotels in India. Started with an O. I can't think the of it. Oberoi. Correct. Yes. We used to have one in Adelaide. Yes. What was her name? I don't know. Ms. Gandhi. Oberoi. Gandhi. No. Oh. <laughs> You're a Gandhi? No. And since then, they've changed hands and done a bit of a refurbish, mm. but very seafoody. Um, it's renowned for it, apparently. But well, I've been here before, a few years ago. It's a good pub. In fact, there's a little cluster of them down on the next street. We're on corner of Station Street and Ingle Street in Port Melbourne. If you go down to Raglan, there's another pub, the railway down there. I've had, I think, both the Swallows and the ra and the railway. I've had uh, convened the famous Comudgeons Club lunches. <laughs> Which is? Just a bunch of grumpy old men getting together and solving the problems of the world. And are they solved? Well, if, if we were let loose, they would be. But yeah. No, it's just... A bunch of my journo mates and motorsport mates, all of whom are well over 40. We get together and we right the wrongs of the world. Oh, in I theory, see. anyway. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'd imagine that you know, in a few years' time I would be qualifying for an invitation. In a few years' time? I would have thought, by dint of your demeanour, that you would have been a charter member, but you don't live in the right city. But, uh, but you're always welcome. Well, in fact, being a curmudgeon's club, of course, no one's welcome. And, and I would you know, be and, only and grumpy about the way that yeah. I had to get there. Yeah, nobody, you know, you go, bloody nobody, hell, I had to come all the way from... Exactly. And nobody cares if you turn up anyway, so sorry. <laughs> it's but it's become famous, the curmudgeon's club, because at one of the lunches that I convened at Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club back in October 2010, that was the genesis of the deal that brought Nissan into V8 supercars. Oh, do Because so. two of the attendees were John Crennan, formerly the boss of Holden Racing Team and Holden Special Vehicles, now the chairman of Kelly Racing, and Jeff Fisher, who's the yep. PR chief of Nissan Australia and long-time mate of mine, going back 30 years when we worked together. At and general, general organiser of rental cars around the world. In the PR department of Holden. And anyway, unbeknownst to me at the time, of course, gallingly, they got their heads together at that lunch and hatched the plan that became Nissan's re-entry into V8 supercars. So, in a way, I'm responsible. Of course, annoyingly, they managed to keep it secret from me for over 12 months. But there you go, the Curmudgeons Club has actually done something for Australian motorsport. When's the next meeting coming up? Uh, Friday week. Ooh, well, where will it be held? The 17th. Uh, the Bridge Hotel, which strangely is is somewhat close to um, <laughs> it uh, is. someone's residence and it, it's staggering distance. Did you uh, did you mention that, or was it chosen by others? 
I suggested it with the proviso as I'm the chief curmudgeon. Um, ah, you're the host. No correspondence will be entered into, so that's where we're having it. Well, having had a dinner there with you last, yeah. last week, I was most surprised at what a huge change it had been previously, and in fact it was it was totally unrecognisable, but, but it had been done, you know, obviously it's had some, some heritage there and it exposed some of the, the old beams. We've got a little bit of a fireplace to sit next to, unlike here. So, if you guys don't know, we're, um, we're Sloney, um, Sloney Pony Restaurant, is it? Oh, no, sorry. I you're interviewing us, aren't you? Yeah, we're in the middle of the That's okay. Sorry, you know, look, it's, it's, it's around. Listen, while you're here, do you watch about supercars? No, I don't. All right, well, then move on. Excellent. <laughs> sorry. Ask in there, they'll know. Okay. <laughs> look, you know, <laughs> Rand, he must have recognised you. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Where were we? <laughs> oh, the Bridge Hotel in uh, Bridge Road, Richmond. Yeah, no, it used to be just a pretty ordinary, grubby, suburban, you know, inner-city pub, and they've redone it, and it's uh, it's really good. Food's good, atmosphere's good, and uh, we didn't see it, but upstairs they have a TV studio theme, which is an homage. Oh, yeah, and to... in fact, we didn't go up there. No. But that's because they're on the corner of Bendigo Street and mm -hmm. Richmond 3121, yeah. which I remember from... It's not actually Bendigo Street, it's the extension of it, it's oddly, but yes. But GDV9. Down, down the road is GDV9. Hey, hey, certainly. Yes. Yes. 3121. Mm. And the Tarax Show. The Tarax Show? Mm, which I went on when I was a kid. Isn't that like a soft with, un with Uncle Norman, yes. It used to be. Uh, do you know, I saw a I won can a prize of Tarax up I won in Queensland. Really? Yes, I did. I saw a oh, really? Well, Tarrax was actually an, an up-and-coming brand there. I mean, this show has got nothing to do with the VA Supercars. I should have said, do you like VA Supercars? No, well, you're in. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, not that we really like VA Supercars. No. No, for the viewers that don't know, GDV9 is the, was, until just recently, the centre of Channel 9 in, in Melbourne and one of the, the original TV studios. And, produced many great, or memorable TV shows anyway. It was recently sold and it's being re redeveloped, of course, into um, high-rise residential apartments and all that. With and the facade left in place. Yeah. Channel 9 has moved to Docklands, like everyone's moving to Docklands. There he goes. Our random non-viewer who's apparently found out where that place was and he's off. The cash? Yeah, wearing a hoodie. Just didn't know. arrive at the right moment. So there we go, and we're, we're somewhat fresh back from Queensland Raceway, and, well, racing-wise, not much to say. You did a bit of scurrying around. What did you have to find out? Anything new, anything anything exciting that, you know, uh, you've dug up some bones of relics of whatever? <laughs> Makes it sound like an archaeological dig. Well, I mean, it is. Well, absurd. Craig Lowndes is old, but he's not that old. He streeted the field. No, my main mis mission well, was to well, try and... What does that mean, streeted the field? Where did that come from? Streeted? I don't know. You just like it? I do. Is it one of those he words? He swept he... both All races. before him. He did. A late charge scenario. No, not a late charge. He led from start to finish No, late, pretty late much. season charge. Oh, yes, his second, traditional second half traditional. season charge. I love that, traditional. Hello, I've just lie down for now. Just, uh, no, well, you, 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 you mate. Here. Look back 
over the last, what, six or seven years and almost habitually he comes on strong, you know, in the second half and, and even stronger near the end of the series. Would you think that uh, David has been talking to him to uh, ensure that he lulls the others into a false sense of security and then pounces <laughs> when not looking? His manager, David Siegel, would probably like you to think that, but no, I don't think so. I don't know why, Craig. Because he, he was, seems to he take was a while holidaying to in Malaysia with the family and therefore not thinking about it at all. That is true. Well, he was back. He was at QR. He was. Yeah. Mo- All the important The mogul was there, next to us. moguling. Scotty Wensley, who was most unhappy <laughs> about not being able to find, find you and to uh, deposit some smelly old prawns on your balcony. Um, and, and, and DS, next. Crush Inc. Mm. We're not going off on a tangent here, are we? We wanted just, to know what I was doing. We're, what we're trying to do is determine whether, whether CL, Lounzo, Clownzo, was or has an ongoing habitual desire to lull his opposition into a false sense of security by coming through with a late season charge. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that not discussable? He did, well, no, he just, for some reason, he doesn't get firing until the mid-season and certainly the later rounds, especially Bathurst, of course. Um, although he's been a little more consistent earlier this season, uh, like last season, that why he's back in contention, making it a four-way fight between Wincup, who, of course, despite everything, still hangs on grimly to the lead, and Winterbottom and uh, Davison. So he, he, is quite, he is quite grim. I, I have to say that it's almost like... It, the last three or four races now, it's almost a foregone conclusion. Like, it sort of it doesn't matter where the uh, where the Dayglow orange cars start. They just get their way to the front, and the rest of them just fall away. Uh, particularly David Reynolds has just had so many opportunities mm. to turn it into something and hasn't, uh, whether it's, you know, okay, perhaps some illness this weekend, but it just all seems to go horribly wrong for them, and they just... It, it's almost like a, a mental state of mind that they're always on the back foot. He's fast, David. Um, and so are the other two FPR cars, you know, Frosty and Davo. They're still hanging in there. They're not fading away like FPR usually do. So it's a proper contest. As you said, David Reynolds was in was feeling poorly. He had tonsillitis, which I didn't realise when I went up to talk to him. And I didn't get much out of him, which was very uncharacteristic. Uncharacter- and then he informed me that he had tonsillitis and he wasn't feeling well and couldn't talk. Here's a and I, paper. I've got tonsillitis. Yeah, I joked, oh, well, a lot of people will be quite happy about that. He didn't seem to see the funny side of that at that point. He wasn't He wasn't his usual self. But, but he's fast. He's just got to learn to finish. Let's move into warmer, warmer climate. Well, I think we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, right. have an inter- no, we'll have an intermission no, but so just, we can order just, our meal. We'll, we'll just go and see if we can get a little bit of zone where it might be. By the fireplace for a moment. Okay. Yes, it's time for folks' fireside chat. Folks' fireside. <laughs> you like folks' fireside fulmination. Would you require a, have to rage, a Chesterfield then. style chair with the, you know, the, the nerve? I think you're doing a cigarette. <laughs> You don't even smoke. Well, before we go off and have our main course, 
getting back to what you asked me, what I was doing at QR principally was tracking down all these rampant rumours about Mercedes-Benz committing to V8 supercars and linked with Stone Brothers Racing. And it's a long, involved and convoluted story, but we had confirmation just today. The upshot is Mercedes-Benz is not getting involved in V8 supercars in any fashion, either unofficially or officially. And that's it. So what Stone Brothers Racing is up to, I have no idea. They're up to something because every bit of information I have is they're not getting any more Ford support, financial support from next year. That's over. Ford simply can't afford it anymore. So they're sticking with FPR for another year at least because they have a contract. But the big money that went to Stone Brothers for the last several years, well, over a decade, they've been a Ford-backed team since 2001. That's over. Dick Johnson Racing, um, you know, the, the subsidiary support they were getting, that's gone as well. So Stone Brothers Racing have to do something, and there's still persistent rumours about a fourth manufacturer coming in to V8 Supercars to join Holden, Ford and Nissan. V8 Supercars is adamant that will happen. Tony Cochran and Mark Scape, you know, they're not at all equivocal about it. It will happen, they say. So the big mystery is which manufacturer. Rumours, you know, now that the Mercedes rumour's been finally debunked, the default position is maybe Hyundai or Kia, a Korean car manufacturer, of which effectively there are only two and they're owned by the same group anyway, is the popular theory. I had a tip-off over the weekend by someone who is pretty well connected that it'll be a surprise that in fact they're tying up, or somebody is tying up with a manufacturer that hasn't been mentioned in speculation so far. And there's also, speaking of speculation, of which there's plenty, there are also suggestions that Brad Jones Racing is in discussions, serious discussions, with a manufacturer, not Audi. Audi is the popular pick to do with them because of their former association in two-litre super tourists, but to my almost certain knowledge, Audi aren't interested for the same reasons that Mercedes-Benz isn't interested, just the wrong demographic, you know. Mercedes or Audi or BMW just don't want to be seen in competition, much less being beaten, you know, by mainstream cars. That's not their market. It's not the association I know for a fact that AMG owners want. I remember a couple of years ago at the Grand Prix at a Mercedes-Benz Media Day talking to some AMG owners and there was speculation back then about Mercedes looking at V8 supercars and they were appalled at the idea. You know, guys who were spending, you know, a couple of hundred large and then some on AMG Mercedes, they don't want to be a, you know, they don't want to go in and racing against Commodores and Falcons. I mean, that's a very snobbish attitude, but that is, that is the attitude. So Mercedes, along with Audi or BMW, would be would risk alienating, you know, their blue chip buyers if they did get involved. So where does that leave Stone Brothers with their existing brands that are involved with them, like uh, like SB Tools? And, and what does that say for people like Jamie Wincup now that uh, Red Bull is coming on to take over from where Vodafone left off with Triple Eight and his personal sponsorship with Monster? Obviously, they, they can't coexist. It's a good question about what is Stone Brothers' future. I suspect it's going to be a struggle because, as I said, they're not getting serious financial support from Ford as of the end of this year. 
they've already announced previously that they're committed to their existing main sponsors, SP Tools and Irwin Tools, being the naming rights backers of their, their two main cars, driven by Shane Van Gisbergen and Lee Holsworth. So there doesn't seem to be much room for them to move in the unlikely event they were to snag a big commercial sponsor, say like it's widely, well, not widely, but it, I understand that, Pep, that FPR have, for performance racing, have signed up Pepsi Max on a multi-year two-car deal. So whatever happens with Ford, at least for the next three years, FPR have got solid backing. FPR don't seem to have, uh, SBR, Stone Brothers Racing, don't seem to have that room to move because they're already committed to naming the right sponsors. So how they gonna, even if they could get a big money sponsor, how are they going to fit them on the car? And you know, there's still a question mark over whether Lucky 7 is going to return to sponsor Tim Slade's car. So a lot of unanswered questions and which leads me to be pretty certain that something's going on at Stone Brothers Racing behind the scenes with some with some sort of manufacturer support because otherwise I can't understand how they're going to keep going. Well, not without digging, digging into their own personal reserves anyway. And, they, you know, I mean, they're, they're the, arguably the third best team going at the moment. You know, you've got Triple Eight and then you've got Ford Performance Racing. You know, Holden Racing Team used to be one of the top teams, but they've, they've, they've hit rock bottom. I mean, Queensland Raceway was a disaster I, for them. I can't, I can't think of an event that I've been to where I didn't see anybody wearing... Well, they've been on the skids for at least two years, and serious questions have to be asked. You know, we, we've been beating FPR over the head for several years because they were serial underachievers. Well, HRT have become serial underachievers, and it's just not acceptable. You know, heads have to roll, hard decisions have to be made there. Sorry, getting back to Jamie Wincup and his tie-up with Monster. Obviously, his and Triple Eight's tie-up with Monster energy drink um, has has deceased because Red Bull, the world's largest selling and most famous energy drink, is coming in to sponsor Triple Eight to replace Vodafone. Three years, the deal is for big money. Um, and it's interesting because Jamie Wincup, not long before this was all signed, sealed and delivered between Triple Eight and Red Bull had signed a new personal sponsorship deal with Monster. Well, that obviously is not going to not going to work. Um, and Monster basically have agreed to, you know, not enforce their contractual right. So, at the end of the year, their deal with Win Cup will cease. I wouldn't mind betting there's probably some compensation for Monster going on there somewhere along the line. I mean, it's and Monster won't be obviously won't be involved in sponsoring the development series car that Triple Eight's been well, running. Well, that was as my well. next question. Is it conceivable that with, no. with Roland having said that he may ram, run a couple of couple of cars now down into uh, into the Dunlop series? Scott Byer, but he might, he'll continue on, and Chassis Twenty Eight is still. Uh, he'll continue uh, running in the development series, the Dunlop series, probably with possibly with two cars. Uh, but it won't be with Monster sponsorship, and it won't be with Casey Stoner. Casey Stoner, I'll, I'll guarantee you, despite the ill-informed speculation, will not be jumping in to race V8 supercars in any form next year. He's quitting MotoGP because he's over it. The last he thing he wants, yeah, the last thing he wants to do is dive into another racing series. 
so he'll take at least a year off. You know, he may look at it for 2014 or something, but definitely not next year. Yeah, absolutely. Look, that uh, it, it, there's a lot of shuffle going on there with brands. Are they all going out of the sport? I mean, do so. You know, Con is saying we're, we're, we're downsizing, we're almost leaving. Um, uh, trading Post is bailing out the door. That leaves a hole there for FPR. Well, that's because um, Telstra are getting out of V8 supercars. So the website will start working. We'll get decent connections. Yeah. Maybe. Well, my understanding is that Big Pond are finished. They're not renewing at the end of the year. They've been a platform sponsor for several years. Yes. Uh, almost a decade, in fact. Um, that's gone. Trading Post is out. Um, Telstra may bid for the uh, digital rights, you know, but, for mobile but, but phones. Pe- Pepsi, but Pepsi Max takes yeah. over. Yeah, but there's good news, as I said. Yeah, yeah. We but understand that Pepsi Max is just switching from one car at Kelly Racing to a full-on, you know, factory-backed two-car assault with Ford Performance Racing. And I keep hearing, no evidence, but I keep hearing that... Um, other big name sponsors are about to be announced for some other teams, so there'll be teams losing sponsors, but apparently, allegedly gaining sponsors. And of course, V8 Supercars themselves are very bullish about not only their new their new media rights deals, that being television and online and mobile phones and everything, but they're also bullish about signing up big new sponsors. We'll have to wait and see. It would be unlikely that we would see a, a Nissan and Kelly Racing fielded co-branded with Sheds. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought they'd be too keen to have Fiat Income Sheds wanting one of their factory-backed cars. No, at the moment, all we know is that... Isn't that the brand, the, two, the name the, itself, just doesn't... Even if you had a star driver, it just, just doesn't sound right. It's just... It's too... Not for a factory, it too, it not for a factory team. Well, it's just not blue-chip enough, is it? Is a shed blue-chip? Just the word shed in its own right. Yeah. It says. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, Kelly Racing have got continued backing from Jack Daniels. They'll, the two primary Nissan factory cars that will be raced again by Rick Kelly and Todd Kelly, they'll keep Jack Daniels' sponsorship. The other two are up for grabs. They've lost Pepsi Max, and that's Murph off as well, I would have thought. Murph off? Yeah. yeah. Well, but the best will in the world can't see him continuing. But Pepsi Max are gone anyway. So they're looking. They're now looking for sponsorship for the other two cars, which you know they were pinning their hopes on, not only retaining Pepsi Max, but you know expanding to two cars with a couple of young guns in it. They made a big, big play for Shane Van Gisbergen um, earlier in the year. That failed because the Giz decided to stay at SBR, presumably because he thought something big was in the in the wind, which may still be. You know, just everything gets back to these rumours about SBR. It's the only constant in all the speculation at the moment is that all, like all roads lead to Rome, all rumours lead to SBR and V8 supercar racing at the moment. And on that note, Johnny, I think that is a perfect place to pause this back end of the show and go and have our dinner. What a good idea, folks. We'll be back shortly, viewers. Fireside chat. We should make it a regular segment. In fact, a winter segment. My leather jacket's about to catch on fire. Well, you can change shoulders. a mess in the kitchen here folks do you think that you know is it is it 
prepare to reserve fish and then, in this case, whole flounders, which I see lurking on other people's tables, to find out they're not on the menu, and they say, no, they've been reserved, and there's one left if you'd like it. This is a very elitism going on here. It's like reserving tables, you know. The table for two over near the fire that we couldn't get because it had been booked. Well, hang on, we booked as well. Oh, but no, you booked for four originally. Yeah, but we changed and we now had two. But why can't we have that? Yeah, round in circles. They tr they're trying too hard. Anyway, the place is full. You're getting your flounder as opposed to as opposed to floundering. <laughs> I've had to offset the scampi. But, uh, and the new wine has arrived. And apparently, yes, it's been approved by management. Since they invented screw tops, you don't need to taste. Yeah, you can't charge corkage neither. They should be stelvenage. Oh, no, they still charge corkage. Or twistage, I suppose it would be now. That, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? It's very unromantic, isn't it? Um, Not that we're having a romantic dinner. Are we having a romantic dinner? I doubt it. I, well, it depends. <laughs> I, don't we, I don't think we charge No. But the concept. The concept. Uh, I would not say. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> Why do you put the staff here have an accent? Where are you from? Scotland. Scotland? We've got someone from Ireland. Northern Ireland, I think, yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah. Is she from Scotland? Any Aussies here? What, what's the name of what, what, are the, what are the owners' names? John what's, what's the last name? There you go. So it's the name on the, the carpet sign outside. All right. How do you say it? Ramirez. I just saw it and. Thank you. But I didn't know that. I spotted the flounder. Well, they're floundering. It's inside stuff, folks. Mm. This is, is this the inner Melbourne? And a special waitress, the incredibly annoying one. I would have sworn she was from Northern Ireland. But she's been shot at. Oh no, she just has that, they have that real sort of, they really bite round there. You know, they were from Ulster, you know. And she seems to talk like that a bit. But anyway, she's not. Moving right along, where were we? Who knows? Who cares? This, this is a bonus, really. This, it's like a bonus show, isn't it? It's it's the show you have when you're not having a show. But you get food treats as well and, and tips. And, and, you know, they, the, the viewers get to sample a little bit of our evening lifestyle and luxuriousness that we enjoy. It's the voyeurism. Well, we make them jealous because they want to live our lifestyle. Don't you? Yes, you do. <laughs> um, I'd like you to... Um, and we don't even talk about the women in our lives. I mean, gosh, if we got started on that, there'd be an uprising, wouldn't there? It's time for yeah. us now to talk about... Single men have so much fun. 
the chakra as seen from the rear of the grid the chakra okay I'll go with it you're just not no I have no idea no. as from the rear of the grid right. the chakra oh. boy I mean JV he, yeah. he, 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 had, he had the best view of the um, of the of the dirty golf course thanks to David Wall he's consistent consistently where Last. what's going on there viewers to be fair 0.5 of a second covering pretty much the whole grid I mean it's a circuit that they're doing 110 109s 108s in qualifying so hey it's a bit it's, it's almost the shorter track times as uh, as Simmons plays. But four races, four starts from the rear, the, the back row, I mean. So he's been 28th or 27th for all four starts. I mean, it's not a good look for a former world champion. However, he did have a, well, somewhat sarcastically, if not cruelly, I did, was tempted in my story in the age on Sunday to describe his battle with Taz Douglas for 23rd as an epic battle I changed that in the end I thought that was a bit a bit mean I, talk, I, call, I called it a fierce fight with regular backmarker Taz Douglas but funnily enough I had a long chat I'm not doing his PR this year I had I had a long well I like Taz he's a right, but, you know, he's with a, and there's also sorts of troubles going on yeah, in that team it. there. Well, yeah, it's bad energy and everyone apparently everyone's wants to punch each other out. He's, 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 he has what he has and that's it. He's not happy. So, Kaz, you know, well, who would, you know, about the only person you'd rather not be than Kaz would be David Wall, really, you know, who is um, perpetually rooted at the tail of the field. Has <laughs> never even looked and, like getting out of there. And a stoic... <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he doesn't have the greatest car in the world, but honestly, you know, when, good. when you're averaging average finishing position is probably 26. I mean, you've got to get a new life, really. Anyway, he was back, okay in GT cars. I mean, back, seriously, the, yeah, the, 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 big difference, big, big difference, big, big difference. Yes. Jacques Villeneuve. Surprisingly, I had a long, long chat with him on Saturday in QR. Sorry, just to inter interrupt. The commonality there between Shark and David Wall, irrespective of their talent, is that they both came out of high downforce cars. Because, and and these are tricky cars to drive. I think you're drawing a long bow there. No, no, but I'm Formula just, One compared with. I, 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 uh, I'm just trying to get some input. GT. You know, because I know nothing, you know. Anyway, despite his struggles, Jack is actually having fun, which actually tells me a lot in itself. But, you know, since he got shoved out of Formula One before the end of the 2006 season, Jack has been thrashing around looking for a place to race. He's a racer, he loves it. 
He's 41 now. I think his ability has waned, but you know, he's still not as useless as he looks. And he's still the most fascinating guy to talk to because he speaks his mind. You know, he's not at all politically cor- correct. He's not worried about what the sponsors so think. He's perfect so, radio hot. Yeah, but he speaks his mind. So it's good chatting to him. But he's having difficulty adapting to V8 supercars because they are a unique breed. And the dumplings have arrived. Good. Thanks. So these are your common pork dumplings. Okay, and there's soy sauce on that. Like, yes. Do you, have any, do you have a little bit of chili? Fresh chili. That'd be great. I'm afraid a dollar for every time I've heard that. It was just a technique to get rid of it. So, um, do you think metal tongs are suitable? No. I, I would have thought cleverly they would have been served in ceramic spoons. Yeah. If you say so. So Jacques is struggling. Two elements. One, he's been chopping and changing cars. You know, the last thing he drove was a NASCAR nationwide car on a road course. But also, I'm afraid the harsh reality is that Pepsi Max crew Commodore that the Kellys feel is not a great car. So, he's pushing the proverbial uphill already. Jack is a quick driver. He showed that actually at the Gold Coast 600 nearly two years ago when he came out and drove with Paul Dumbrell. He was decently quick. Ended up getting in a big mess because of the first call. Yeah, but, well, but uh, he was the victim of other people's. Uh, he did actually spin at the first hard left-hander. No, no, he was Basically. pushed. No, 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 no. Uh, he was pushed. By he compounded. No, no, he was in Dumbrell's car. He was, com- but he. What he did, he was, he was. Dumbrell was on the microphone. He was pushed. But he, what he did though is he did the Formula One. You know, tried to do the donut turn. All that did was turn him straight into Will Davison, another of his teammates, and it all went south. But he didn't cause the accident, but he was decently quick. And that was a fast car, as we know. You know, I give Jacques probably a full, two or three days full testing. I think he'd get on top of it. And, you know, he's probably never going to be front of the grid. But he'd be, you know, mid-grid, top ten occasionally. And I hear his biggest problem is adapting to the braking. I've spoken to someone who's seen his, you know, his data, his data, his telemetry, and he's just not coping with the braking. Try one of these, folks, because it's so, not a spoon ready to go. Because they... He's got one more race, one more meeting to go at uh, the track formerly known as Eastern Creek Raceway, now Sydney Motorsport Park, at the end of, uh, near the end of August, and he might make a bit more ground there. And he's openly talking about the idea that um, we're good. Um, he's openly talking about the fact that if he can't get a NASCAR drive next year, which I would think is a certainty, really, um, he would look seriously at, at V8 supercars and moving his family out here. Well, I think Penske is in his drive, don't they? Although um, they may do to replace AJ Almendinger, yes. Right, yeah, try that, but right, it's, it's gold. Mm. 
Very nice. But, spoon, hello. Yeah. So, that's the story with Zach, you know. It's a shame that a former world champion and one of the most exciting race drivers at his peak is reduced to running around the very tail of the field in V8 supercars. But, you know, in terms of, in terms of PR, well, I don't know. If he, if, he, you know, if he didn't move out here and took it seriously next year, he might be a chance. He'd have to be with a decent team, though. And I don't, you know, there's no room at the end, really, in terms of, you know, front-running team. But he's great PR, baby, because just from the media's point of view, if you sit down and have a sensible conversation with Jack, he gives you gold. I mean, I spent half an hour with him, and I got, you know, I got a, a 900-word interesting, you know, feature for the sports section of the age out of him on his thoughts on VH Supercars. In addition to that, though, I got a whole column out of him on his thoughts on Formula 1 at the moment, and he doesn't hold back. He says what he thinks. Yeah, you know, who he thinks is hot and who's not. Do you think he's the new replace, can replace JP at Radio Hot? He'd be good. He'd have to wear sunglasses though, because he's now taken to shaving his head. You know how he used to have multicoloured hair? You know, blonde, blue, red, back in the day when he had hair. Doesn't have much hair anymore. He shaves it. Honestly, I'm sitting there every time he bobbed his head down because he was eating lunch or something. I wanted to shield my eyes, needed sunglasses because boy, Dean Cantor of the Northern Hemisphere. Yes, I know. It, it radiates that dome. But he's good value. I've always liked Jack. You know, when you know, back in my Formula One days, when he came in, always loved talking to him because he was interesting. And he's so accommodating now. Of course, when he's in Formula One, he couldn't be asked to do anything. You know, he, he would give the winning team like three personal days a year, and that was it. He couldn't be asked I mean, does to do anything. Does he remember, does he remember now? You, does he remember? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, he does. Yeah, yeah, no. We, we have a good report from those days, but, and we're going back almost 20 years. Not quite, but 18 years, I think. But he's just—he's always had something interesting to say. So it would be good if. If he was in a, if he were in a competitive car, and it'd be just be very interesting just to slot him in a, a triple eight car or an FPR car and just to see how he went. I have to say, folks, that I was a little bit um, sixes and sevens that I wanted to have a chat to him, but I, I felt there you are, mate. So I was a bit sixes and sevens in that I I didn't want to I didn't want to have a chat to him and blow uh, the opportunity to establish a relationship in terms of communications with him. I thought I'd better off wait, wait, and I knew you'd, you'd be in there, perhaps Eastern Creek or something like that, you know. Maybe. Yeah, he's good. He, he might be, he's probably oddball enough to actually sort of get along with it right now. But he'd be happy to. And I just sit there and I do something today and I go, good for the good of the sport. Um, Tim Pattinson, who's the designer of Kelly Racing, who does the Pepsi Max designs in 
more so had they nominated one of the four people nominated for um, the Street Cafe at Up Crush it's not a big super guy for me I love it necessarily for Crush wasn't mm. a wide body um, um, the suicide guy although he is looking very well and Crush he's looking much better He's looking really well. Crusher is looking well. Really? Yeah, we find out nice. But anyway, he's much weller than he previously really, yeah. And this guy you're talking about, he's he's the guy who's done the Pepsi Max crew liveries, has and he, the Kelly Racing? And the dream. Really? And has he done anything good? Look, I think it's a... Don't be like that, buddy. I'm not. I'm just saying that it's a, it's a, it's a trend. They're a mess. They're a complete mess, John. Either way, but... Okay, well... I'm supposed to be funky, honestly. What, this, what I'm saying is, you're getting off topic. Is it to, it, it to communicate to me? Sorry, I Tim. Like to say Sorry, Tim. Love your work. <laughs> don't listen to him. Is that, that no, there was a speed cafe promotion? And, mm. I went, and I said, well, you know, I'm gonna because I'm doing something. What is speed cafe? <laughs> oh, speed diner. Yes, speed diner. I I put a little bit of a plug up there for um the, the, the promotional stuff. Saying, hey, look, if you want your latest your news on a daily basis and online, well, well, speed cafe is is, 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 is is there. We don't compete against it, and happy to to give Tim a bit of a plug. Blah 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 blah. blah. That was anyway. Selling your soul. No, not at all. Selling your not at all. Not asking for anything in return. I'm just making a distinction that Radio Hot Lap is not what Speed Cafe is. Is that we would rather do offbeat, lovely dinners. Where they're rough. That's your succulent little parcel. Is that a good one? If don't prick it, get it underneath, folks, and then you get all the, all the moisture drops out. I'm going to have to have the spoons. Delivering the spoons from here on in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, right is down. Excellent. <laughs> if I'd only had that at 1080p. Turn one. 120 frames per second. That would have been a beauty. <laughs> that would have been the slow mo. Yep. Did you get it? Oh, damn, you're not wearing a white shirt. Lovely. Anyway, how good are they? It's a show about nothing. It's also apparently the show that never ends. Well, that's quite so. Now, moving on. Um, and you were oh, talking... only 18 minutes? Wow. On this segment. Oh, right. I was going to say, time flies when you're having fun. I, uh, talking of, um, of, of moving on from Shark, I noticed that his uh, old uh, collaborating slash manager Craig Pollock has had to shut down his pure engine operation, citing financial difficulties. But perhaps underneath it all, the fact that the Concord Agreement isn't signed and FIA regs are really in place for 2014 engine programs, that um, there's more at uh, more to be learnt there. What do you know about that, mate? Well, I'm hardly surprised. What chance does a completely independent engine supplier have 
with completely new V6 turbo engines in Formula 1, what chance do you have against Ferrari, so you're saying it's Mercedes? Is it a cash grab then? I think it's an, it's an optimistic business case. Is it a cash grab? And I'm not surprised that it's... How did they describe They failed to attract sufficient investment to continue development. I think that's how it's described. No, I mean, very optimistic venture at the best of times. Yeah, you could probably, I mean, Cosworth couldn't do it. I can only give, can I give a bit of advice to the chef? They're really, really good. Tell them to serve them in those little ceramic spoons. I don't know what they were. Oh, they were those um, dumplings. dumplings. Okay, yeah. You know, because they're so liquidy. You know those little like, uh, ceramic spoons that Chinese restaurants give you? Like that. Do like so that. you can capture all the moisture and You've already got it all there ready to go, and you go like one, well, two, get it, three, get four, it, five, six. Get it in your mouth for a start, actually. That's the main thing. That's I'll let him know. I'll let them know. Tell him. I need, I need confirmation that he's going to do that. They'll be in one ear out the other. Probably shaggy. Really? Well, you... No. <laughs> I wouldn't even borrow yours. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about the pure yeah, engine pure, yeah. concept. No. no surprise, never going anywhere. I'll tell him right yet because it's run out. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come and tune him up later. <laughs> better come from those. No, I'll leave you alone. Listen, I can't tell you what yet. It's not how you speak. That's right. Honestly, if there was such a thing as coitus interrupters of radio hot this has been it, hasn't it? she had a good coitus. Although, oddly, did you notice Mr. Random outside had the wit to at least observe that an interview was going on? He actually noticed. He said, oh, an interview's going on. You're in advertising. Well, I don't know, but I mean, he's the only one. I mean, this mob here is oblivious. After specific, you know, we could be drafting the Gettysburg Address here. I specifically said to them that we're, I'm going to be doing an interview. Yeah. A podcast. I said, are you interviewing them? Yeah. Yes. Meanwhile, strange... So happy with the ambience. Wandering, strange or wandering past. I mean, do you think... that it's an interview... You know, has anyone ever actually done a, is it the ambu- a food critic? The ambulance is good. Is that, is that a, like a white van with flashing red and yeah, blue lights? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that there's possibility of, of a, a new a new sector here, folks. You know, somewhere between food critic and, and you know, radio star, where we determine the right places that you can do this stuff. Would you like to keep that chili there? I would like to, thank you. Um, 34. Or was it 35? The number of interruptions. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, what are they, wannabe stars on the show? Possibly. On that note, I'm having a break. 
folks, I had the uh, flounder, and I have to say it was the fattiest, fattiest, I mean, plumpest flounder I've ever had. But nonetheless, it was huge, mate. I thought it was jaws. <laughs> it was. I, I feared for my life. It, it was such a big fish. It was not that much of a snapper, but it was. It almost just tasted nothing and potatoes. So I, I have to say that uh, there's a bit of a minus there. Um, plus those little um, the dumplings yeah. that we had before, they could have been, which were. Without the ceramic spoon. Well, they pork and prawn dumplings, I thought would have been perfectly... Uh, oh, lovely. Perfectly designed. Mm. Once I chased it around the table a few times and actually with, grabbed it. With metal tongs. Yeah. I mean, there's some wrongness going on here. Uh, anyway, you, you had the world's biggest flounder. And you had the world's biggest 350-gram steak. I mean, it was they good. puffed that up and they blow it there. There was it. No, it was good. It's cooked through. Chef actually did as I asked, medium to well, more well done. Can you imagine if I'd actually gone for the 650 gram ribeye? <laughs> Honestly, if you had eaten that, be so big. Ramsey's restaurant, that would thrown you out. That would be a mattress, a 650 gram ribeye. Every mattress wouldn't you sleep on? Could you, you wouldn't could, eat it. could you put up with Gordon Ramsay? Would you, would you just want to have to go up and deal with him? Nice segue there, Hardy. Speaking of Gordon Ramsay, very funny. At the British Grand Prix at Silverstone a few weeks back, I was in the McLaren. Well, it's called it a motorhome, but it's the mega structure. And I arranged an interview with Sam Michael. <laughs> Another an one of those people with the first name, last name, reverse scenario. Yeah. There's an anagram of my last he's, name. He's an Aussie, formerly the technical director of Williams, who, re who reigned over their decline. Who appears to be much happier in his new environment. Well, he's, he, he fits the regimented environment at McLaren, but he's the their sporting director and basically he's their, their go-to guy on the pit wall. He's the guy who's masterminded their uh, 2.3 second pit stops world record. It's a 2.3? Yeah, it's, it's out, down it's to 2.3. Yeah. Well, the limit now on those... Um, That's all right. Can I get any teas, coffees or desserts? Do you want an ice cream or something? Uh, not at the moment. We'll get this done then we'll have... No Actually, I want the coffee. Uh, OK. Do you want a, a shot black? Shot black? Uh, latte, I think. Latte? You will encourage him, won't you? I think it's just anyway, like, so it's a little in, a suitable segue. I've sat down in the McLaren Taj Mahal in the paddock to do an interview with Sam Michael, who I've known for many years. And <laughs> I don't know why, but the psychological moment, I've decided that it's imperative that I have to bend over and bury my head under the table to do up my shoelaces, which have been coming up undone. Anyway, I pop my head back up, and Sam looks at me and says, hey, you know, you've just dissed Gordon Ramsay. What are you talking about? Old Scarface. Gordon Ramsay was here, he went to shake your hand, and you just turned away from him, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't... I didn't actually know he was there, but oh well, there you go, my, my minimal claim to fame. 
Because apparently, despite his public image, well, two things. One is he's a fearsome petrol head. It's all gone. Sorry. It's a damn nice drop in it was, wasn't it? What a, in fact, the old sandpiper Barossa Cab go, as opposed to a local Q wine. Uh, well, that. that the wine from Q, the Studley Park thing, was all right, but for, at sixty-five dollars no, a for bottle, this, this is a much for half deal. the price. Yeah, this is much better. Sandpop is good. Anyway, it's interesting. So unwittingly, I've dissed Gordon Ramsay, which, but apparently, despite his public persona. Um, Sam Michael and other people who know him too is actually a really nice guy not the image that he portrays on television or his media and you know I'm not sure Tracy Grimshaw would agree but there you go anyway that I thought that was an amusing side like you know I'm oblivious you know next thing I know someone said well Gordon Ramsay tried to shake your hand and you know in the meantime I'm busily borrowing away doing my shoe I didn't even know you know there he is but he is into cars and car racing so I shouldn't be surprised he was there so uh, you did by the time you finished like doing your shoelaces he, he was banished well I wasn't interested did you not seek him out no no I was too busy grilling Sam about why McLaren were screwing up their pit stops so regularly so perhaps, until uh, they got to the 2.3 second pit stop actually interrupted unnecessarily if he'd known who I was it would have been different I'm sure so why did he come up to say hello well Sam claims it was say hello to him but we all know really who he was coming to see wasn't he I'll leave that, viewers, to your, to your own devices to work that out. That's rather, uh, that's rather funny, folks. Look, and before we wrap up, wrap up the, uh, the episode well, 200... The I'm going to come to a Master Chef or anything like it, isn't it? So far. Master Guts, maybe. Master Guts, there we go. There's an idea, Master Guts. Oh, you always come up with these things late at night, and then the next morning all I get is a harumph. Really? You think you're going to get a harumph? You'll be lucky. At l- lucky. You'll be lucky. You'll be lucky. I'll get a harumph. So we're going to put the viewers out of their torture and let them go and get about their business and lead normal lives or I, I do think we have I, more I, pearls of wisdom for I them? think episode 2 certainly pretty much done and dusted I can't think specifically and they said it wouldn't last really what mm. it's like, you know, the whole show really is. AJ's out indefinitely um, the show about pretty nothing. much nothing <laughs> AJ it, it about J- where's, where's JP well JP's on a sabbatical is he Yes, he's a... Uh, voluntary he's, or enforced? Well, he's, he's own voluntary enforced. Uh, uh, he's, he's not in the sin bin, is he? No, he's not in the sin bin. He's merely having... Well, uh, that was... Speculation was was rife, if not rampant, at QR, that JP was actually in the sin bin. For whatever reason would that be? Many and varied. Would you like to be specific? Well, I think JP, we need to know. Please call in and explain. Or even write something on the website because you do have next the week. Login. And until then, 
And I think on that note, maybe you can come and do a show with Mum next week. But he doesn't listen to the show. Is Mum Hardy coming over? Apparently so. Well, that will be interesting. I'm actually going to... Uh, Get her on the I'm, show. I'm going to Sydney tomorrow, and I'm going to flatter around on uh, Friday soon. Uh, my yeah. boy Johnny, he's a very good lad, you know. And I'm spending a yeah, couple of days... Yeah, good Hardy, you've got no clue, have you? A couple of days with, <laughs> a couple of days with Princess Patilda, uh, do you know, uh, 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 Bris Vegas, uh, Miss Bris Vegas, as she's been previously known. Being rather, Ooh, that's a long time ago. Rather, um, rather, yeah, rather okay about it, you know. That is until she receives the paperwork. She has to do it my way. But anyway, um, let's hope that it doesn't go down that well. Have a lovely weekend, Princess Tatilda. Who's four years old? Four it's years. It's very old. unfair. But yeah. a father hasn't seen his daughter for go? eight months. No. It is. My son's 18. He was six three minutes ago. Time Good flies. Good night, John. Have you got anything else to say? Another radio hot lap is in the can. <laughs> Do you know, I listened to, I listened to Twitter on the way over. And I know, the, I stole it. I mean, it's absolutely out of control in terms of... Highly it's, it's, political. Oh, it's, it's so full of rubbish now. It really has gone down again. John C. Dvorak, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just oh, he's lemon drops. He's a commandant. He is the arch commandant. No matter what you say, I'm, I'm inviting him to Australia just for one of our meetings. I think he should. He'd be good. I still like it though.